superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Back to the hottest. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hottest, hottest, hottest. Wide open touchdown, Tyreek Hill. What do you think of when you see Tyreek Hill, Randy? From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Nothing but speed. What must Justin Jefferson be thinking as he's hearing everyone talk about how great Tyreek Hill is? I think the sky's the limit for a guy like Justin Jefferson. Today's guests, Chargers running back Austin Eckler, Browns running back Nick Chubb, from the Audible original, Alive and Well Enough, Jeff Daniels. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a chat with me. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking hot tea with lemon and honey. I'm yeah. not going to lie. What do we got, um, Rich? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, 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 um, I'm you're, probable. You're talking on, a lot on the injury list. You're talking a lot. I've been talking a lot the last yeah, two you're years. Yeah. A lot. I, I'm, I'm probable on the, uh, on the injury list. And, um, but I'm, there's an I in Rich and Eisen, but I'm a team player. I'm here all three hours of this boy. program. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial to have a chat. I've got not one but two top running backs in the National Football League. Coming on this program, are we going to slip them a little something extra? Uh, what well, one we don't have to? Oh, uh, one we could. Yeah, just to be um, nice. The one we don't have to is Nick Chubb. Nah, I like him. Yes, he's going to be playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers on uh, Monday Night Football on uh, Westwood One, and you'll be hearing a lot of um, me on that broadcast as well <laughs> on many of these stations that you might be taking in the Rich Eisen Show right now. Um, and then we've got Austin Eckler, fresh off the track meet. Fresh off the track meet in Los Angeles between the Dolphins and the Chargers. The Chargers are heading to Tennessee next. And we'll be chatting with the uh, the running back of the Los Angeles Chargers, the brilliant, talented Jeff Daniels coming on this program. He's got a new Audible book out. However, I'm sure he wants to zoom in to crow about his Detroit Lions. Mm. That you left out of the top ten. I know. We are don't gonna, need to talk about that? that. Like, hey, Jeff, I do power what rankings. What's gotten into you and... lately? <laughs> He's on one. I know. <laughs> or you, or there, you could be like, hey, great job for upping your game during the new football season. Good to see you over there, Mike Del Tufo. How are you, sir? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing I'm today? I'm great. <laughs> TJ Jefferson, how are you over there, sir? <laughs> I, too, am drinking hot tea with a little whiskey in oh, it. Oh, great. Just a little whiskey. Oh, oh, oh. So, ready to so, roll. So his, uh, <laughs> his fantasy football advice coming up later on this program is going to be, as the kids say, lit. I'm just joking. Ready to roll. Is, there it is. Steven Dorf. Empty, just so you know. I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm like three quarters Dorf today. <laughs> Ready to roll. Ready to roll with the Rich Eisen Show. That's me. Thank you. Three quarters Dorf. <laughs> that is hilarious. So you're saying so don't go full at, Dorf? Never well, go I mean, full. you can't go full. You know, I, I am working out, but I'm not full Steven Dorf. Never go full. And I'm not, you know, smoking 15 packs a day. Anyway. I'll get you on a hey, cigar day, though. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, <laughs> top stories in the sports world. Uh, uh, these. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tendon and the misery of New York Jets fans and Zach Wilson being back in the saddle and getting ready to go to Dallas in that saddle. And we'll talk about that. I've, I've led this show twice in a row with that news, and I believe um, you've had enough of me leading the show with that. <laughs> That's my two cents. Later on, we will hear from Nathaniel Hackett. The offensive coordinator was brought in specifically specifically to, I think, lure Aaron Rodgers and set the stage for Rodgers to have an intention to play for the Jets and also be the guy that uh, Rodgers is comfortable with. And, you know, 75 seconds later, yada, yada, yada. The other sports conversation. We are going to lead the show with the guy who is truly the man we are all paying rent to in the sports world. And that is my longtime friend and compadre from NFL Network, Deion Sanders. 2-0 beats TCU, and then 
beats Nebraska in the second half like the proverbial rented mule. And on top of it, he is now the king of college football. To the point, Texas beat Alabama. And what are we talking about? Colorado and Colorado State. That's all you need to know about the prime effect. Colorado and Colorado State are playing each other on ESPN, 10 Eastern time, Saturday night. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports was here yesterday saying, I'm going to Boulder as part of Big Noon Saturday on Fox. Wait, hold on a second. It's not on your air, and it's not at noon. (laughs) It's actually 10 o'clock at night, Eastern time, and it's on ESPN. Okay? Guess where first take's going tomorrow? Yep. Boulder, Colorado, where the game isn't, okay? Right? It's Colorado State. This game is going to be in Colorado. Hold on a second. Oh, I believe it's in Colorado State, if I'm not mistaken. It's in Colorado, my bad. Okay. It's in Boulder, but they're going to Boulder. On, On the Friday before Colorado and Colorado State. Guys, folks, I cannot tell you how significant this is. Colorado had one win. Colorado versus Colorado State is just ne- never on anybody's radar That's screen. Crazy. Like ever on anybody's yeah, radar ever. screen. Well, it is now. Not just because of Dion, But Colorado State, I bet you if you asked every diehard college football fan, every diehard college football fan, can you name the head coach of Colorado State? 99 out of 100 would say, no way. Let me Google it. Is his name Google? <laughs> his name is Jay Norvell. And guess what? His name Google. Guess what? Everybody knows his name now. Yeah. Did you know he's got a, a radio show or his own coaches show with a Zoom and everything? All college football head coaches do. And Colorado State is no slouch of a program. It really isn't. But in advance of this game, the coach of Colorado State had this to say about his opponent and its head coach. I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked Ay, ay, ay. Is it over yet? Can I come out from under the desk? Oh, Just, no. Why would he do that? Oh, no. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no, 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 no. Did he really just say that? Okay. (laughs) I understand. Trust me, I understand that Deion Sanders is not everybody's cup of tea. I get it. And I understand that folks see Deion and don't see behind the glasses that he wears to press conferences or on sidelines or in conversations. They don't see the human behind it and what makes him tick and the fact that he puts those shades on for a reason. I believe part of it may be fashion. He thinks he looks good. And if you look good, you know you play good. And if you play good, they pay good. And those sunglasses he wears are money. Well, must be the money. I don't believe he pays for them, I'd well, imagine. If I had to guess, he's, he's, that's why he and Del Tufo get along so well. <laughs> no, I'm saying they're all There like, you go, Mike. We, do. we get along really well. Mike, look at you, Mike. Oh, Rocking the shades. We get along find really your well. camera, Mike. Dion wants you to find your camera. That's right one of them. Is there another one no, that we got on right him? Right they moved this that's camera. it? Oh, they moved it? We moved yeah, this we moved, camera. We moved it. I didn't like the side angle. Okay. Yeah. He, he didn't like the shot. Which is another reason why Dion and you and Dion get along so always, well. Always know where the camera is. Always know where the camera is. Again. Wow. I have been around <laughs> this man for a long time. And I would be honest with you, as I always am. I do not know of a single time where I've ever seen him be disrespectful to another human being. Like, Ever ever be disrespectful to another human being. And I get it that coach wants to, you know, show his guys we're different here at Colorado State. And he might, you know, and I I totally get it. He he might be battling for kids within the state. I don't know. Hey, 
Parents, if you think Dion is disrespectful, send him to Colorado State. We're here in this state, too. I, I get that he's, he's got his own turf, he's got his own program, and he's got his own way of firing the kids up. And I'm sure he's probably deep down upset that he's the Washington Generals in this Harlem Globetrotter situation. Just the fodder, the cannon fodder for all of us to say they're 3-0, taking on Oregon next week in Oregon. At least I got that location right. So, I understand what he's saying. But man, I, I, I feel deep down. And this is unvarnished opinion, not biased at all. In my 27 plus years of doing this nationally, I feel this is a misstep. I get the feeling. <laughs> Expert this, analysis. Thank you. That's why you come here, right? Yeah, of course. Exactly. I feel this is a misstep. <laughs> mm, you know, I feel um, it's not going to work for him. It's not going to end well mm, nope. at all. Because, again, it's not as if Dion, if this is now officially personal, has not won but Two children who could take it out on this other coach's team. Wait a minute. I'm being told he does have two children on the field. One on either side of the ball. Wait a minute. I'm being told one of the children who can actually exact this revenge for the father will have the football in his hands a lot. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. I'm being told that this child is a manly child. A man-child who has missed on only 20 of his 89 attempts so far this season. We do the math. That's 77.5% completion percentage for 903 yards and six touchdowns. That's two games worth. That child. He's second in college football in passing yards. (laughs) That child will be taking the field on behalf of dad. And oh, yes. Despite the whole concept of lack of respect being communicated by wearing shades and hats while talking to people, every player on Colorado feels like they're Dion's child and Dion is their dad. Some of them may be the only father figure they know. And Dion always told me, tells the story when he showed up to Florida State, that it was the first time he'd ever seen a grown man shave. That's the guy behind the shades. That's what he's building through his message. And what he's also doing is showing off swag, showing off style, showing off the fact that Here in Colorado, we do it this way. And that way was just kind of slandered. Oh, my word. (laughs) Saturday night is all right for fighting. I just did an Elton John reference. Well done, well done Rich. Well, yeah. Way to skew younger. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, he did go yeah, all in on Taylor yeah, Swift yesterday titles we yesterday. Were and, you know, today's if, for if us. Oh, my a, God. If I he, can give another musical reference, uh, the great Slick Rick rapper, he had a yes. song once that he titled I Shouldn't Have Done It. And uh, I think that that could be hey. in reference to It's a shame we got to wait all day for, the, done. for this game on Saturday. Well, I mean, you're going to hear from Dion before then and um and then you'll hear from Dion Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done it. Is there a place in the desert that has a specific uh, penchant sure. for coming up with a number mm-hmm. that they feel is in the area of a margin of difference? Yeah. Okay. Friends. Is that a place that Mo Green once founded, and there's no plaque or no signpost to commemorate yeah. his founding of that city. Yep. What do they think right now? I just want to know right now. Right now? What that number is uh, compared to what it will be after the media chews up this soundbite like we just did. Uh, about right now, it's about uh, 23 and a half friends. Okay. Whew. What? By the way, that is the worst 
Ashton Kutcher, Charlie Sheen movie. No TV show ever. Two and a half. Fr- 23, 23 and a half friends. <laughs> 23 and a half friends. <laughs> and a half friends. Uh, it was a little too crowded on yeah. set. <laughs> That's a whole lot of people to get in a single camp. I would say get in now. Or actually, they didn't. He replaced Charlie, didn't he? Yeah, he okay, now Charlie. I get it. Yeah. All right, so, sorry. Get in now. <laughs> get in now before that goes get, to like 27. Get in now. Although it doesn't matter. They probably win by 40. Oh, my God. Only the Wearing shades and hats. Yeah. Disrespectful. Uh, we treat people better. Get in now. Oh, my God. Del Tufo, just saying. <laughs> Ow. All right, let's take a break. Man. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I would just please, you know, because everything there, hold on a second, everything there is basically recorded. It's like the Truman Show there. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the Amazon so, thing. I, I, and, I saw on Dion, yeah. well, no, but I, I saw on Dion's Instagram feed today, there's a, a shot of, uh, students lining up for tickets at 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, because there's only a handful of students. And I saw the other day where he was with Rick George, the athletic director, and some, I believe, um, a lady uh, in her 90s who's a diehard Colorado fan, and he gave her her theme music in front of the players. Hey, that was awesome. I saw that video. Okay. He was wearing a hot, but no glasses in that, though. Um, so I don't know if that's an indication that he was being half-respectful, but at any rate, long story <laughs> wow. short, everything there is recorded. Mm-hmm. I would love, hopefully, somebody had a camera on Prime when he saw this or was told about this for the first time. It's oh, please. That that oh, is true. please release that video. Please. Because they're going to be releasing the proverbial hounds on Saturday night. Holy cow. Love it. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Austin Eckler of your Los Angeles Chargers, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. Um, is he an elf? <laughs> he's, one, he's one of the giant elves, like Miles Garrett? Okay. Strong elf. He's coming up in hour two. That's the elf hour on our program. <laughs> <laughs> and then hour three, zooming with Jeff Daniels, everybody. And you at 844-204-RICH. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the program, Austin Eckler about to join us. I still can't believe he said that. Which part? <laughs> the glasses and hats and whatever. You know what's going to happen? If I'm Colorado, I hand out <clears throat> oh. hats and glasses oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in the student section. 80,000 oh, pairs of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. 100%. That is 1,000%. That is genius. That's what I do. That's hey, genius. everybody. Student section. <clears throat> free hats, free glasses to everybody. Classes are on the house. Right? That's, that's, man, real, that's, that's really that's smart. That's mandatory. <laughs> Except, they do that. I mean, it's a night game, but who cares? Hey, I wear my sunglasses at that's night. That's the point. So does uh, Corey Hart. That's the point. <laughs> because, you know, that's when people feel it's the most disrespectful. Is to, if you're wearing shades at night and a hat at night, <laughs> that's when it's most disrespectful. 8 Eastern... It might still be a little light out. Yeah, you might, like you the might, there might be some sun peeking over the mountains. Little, and, you little know, little and you might, you might need to shade yourself. Or you might need to shade yourself from all the points. So many points. <laughs> Honestly. So many points. His son is oh. on a Heisman Trophy-like role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like which Sanders is going to try and do it for dad the most. <laughs> yeah, right. So many points. It's like, it's like the battle. You know how he... 
He ranks his he children. Ranks his kids, right? Let's, and Shiloh is way down yeah, on the Shiloh's list. Yeah, Shiloh's been five on yeah, the list so he for needs a to, while. Like, get up to catch Junior, I think. <laughs> he does that on his Instagram feed. Here's the latest yes, list of listen. the way I'm ranking my right. children. Well, Shiloh's always <laughs> doing. Shiloh's always impersonating his pops, and he does it. You've never seen it. Shiloh does it. It is so funny <laughs> when he does that. It's so funny when he does that. Here's my latest update. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And look who has stopped by. Our friend from the Los Angeles Chargers. He had a terrific game in the track meet that did not go the Chargers way. They're getting set to take on the Tennessee Titans, courtesy of FedEx and their Aaron Ground Players of the Week awards is none other than a pro bowler out of the running back spot in Los Angeles. Austin Eckler, how are you, sir? I am doing great. It's good to be back on the show, man. Thanks for having me. So is this the man cave or is this the, what, what do you have here? Is this the, this, gamer, the gamer cave? What do we have, Austin? I call it the studio, which is really okay. just a, a converted room in my house that I put, um, you know, a, a table and a desk and a computer on. But then obviously have, yeah, the PC in the back, okay. which that one needs to be fixed. And then I have this this A you know, it's like the AE, just some initials with some lights and oh, then a jersey. So, no, and my, it's very nice. My girl, oh, there's some food. Don't look at my breakfast. Okay, turn. Uh, I don't show that side of the room. But okay. uh, <laughs> all right, well, look at you. Yeah. I like it in the chair. The chair is very. Is that for gaming? Is that is that for gaming? Is that the so, chair for gaming? It is a comfortable chair. It's got a gaming vibe to it, but it's. I don't do much gaming anymore. You know, when oh. you get older. As you probably know, you know, the things that used to be enjoyable for you, it, it's just not the same as it used to be, you know? Well, so, normally it's having children to beat it out of you, but uh, I don't think that's what you, you don't have kids, right, Austin? Pretty no much? No kids yet. No kids yet. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're all grown up? So you say you've matured from gaming? I, is that what it I is? Have ma- I have matured from game. It's not that I don't game anymore, okay. but it's just that I don't game like I used to. Okay. You know? There's more yes. to life. There's more to life. Okay. Yes. I like it. How are you feeling? Are you doing all right after week one, Austin? Um, You know, disappointed, obviously, as far as losing the game. Um, I thought, man, it would have been really special for us to go out there and have a staple. Like, you know, we have a minute and 15 seconds left on the clock. One timeout, we're down by two to go and get us in field goal range with zero time and kick a game winner. Um, You know, I think that would have really, you know, put us in a spot where it's like, ma, you know, uh, perfect. But um, for us, yeah, I, I think we're in a good spot as far as our team. Um, obviously, offensive shows some, you know, promise of scoring points, which is what we need to do, right? That's good. I think bringing in Kellen Moore and seeing kind of how that's been um, going. It's only been one week, but that's what we're trying to do every week is score 30-something points. Um, but just as our team, you know, each week's different. So we'll see how it goes. Obviously, you know, defense Come on, you know Tyree Kill is uh, one of one, and uh, he had his day yesterday or the other day, and so uh, I'm not th- thinking we're going to be playing Tyree Kill every week, but uh, we all got to get better, um, and that's kind of the you know how it goes. The mindset of of an athlete is sure. week to week, you know, try to continue and better. What does better mean? I just had this conversation. Better means winning. Like we we got to find a way to win. That's what that's what we get judged on here in the NFL: winning and losing. So got to find a way. Well, um, the, you just said a lot there. I want to take a, a couple of points uh, from from your opening soliloquy right there in response Sorry. to my question. No, please. It's not, no, that's <laughs> I hear you. Um, so first uh, first things first is it sure seemed to me, uh, Austin, that the game plan for Kellen Moore was quite run reliant. Uh, Austin, what's up with that? Is that an indication here or what? Yeah, you know, I think around our locker room and if you've if you've heard any of our like you know locker or uh, interviews about the run game or anything like that and it's been like this number 30 number you know number 30 and they're not talking about me they're talking about our ranking in you know our stats last year of rushing our we were the 30th team in rushing last year and it was the emphasis this preseason that we got to be able to run the ball we got to be multi-dimensional um and so that was emphasis in preseason. We had two games with like over 250 yards rushing and one with 150 or something like that. So that was the emphasis. And it was, you know, you've heard Kellen talk about this downhill running style, moving bodies, gap scheme, you know, some zone scheme in there as well. And running backs 
find a gap and flip and burst and hit it. And uh, it's exactly what you saw play out. We saw it play out in the preseason. We finally brought it into week one. And uh, when we can do that, we know what Justin can do. And I think that's been a new dimension that we're trying to add to this team as well as making sure that we can, if we have to rely on the run game as well, um, as well as Justin's arm. So I'm excited. I think there's a lot to be excited about our offense and we just got to make sure we stay consistent. Well, because I had Daniel Jeremiah who calls your games on the radio. My colleague from NFL Network basically say Vic Fangio was playing what he said, the safeties in the parking lot is basically what he said, and that they never really came down to try and stop you, so you kept running? Or yeah. is this is, is this what we're going to see? We're going to see Herbert throw it about 30 times, and then you guys run it about 40 times. Is that going to be the split, do you think? We've got, we got a lot of really smart coaches, and when it comes down to, you know, you're playing the defense, what do they play? You know, if, if the Dolphins are going to stay in cover eight the entire game with two safeties, like you said, um, Coach State likes to say in Jupiter, you're out here in Jupiter, yeah. like you're not even in this plant, you're not even in the world, then guess what? We got to be able to run the dang ball. And it, it, exactly, running backs, tight ends, we got to come alive, right? This underneath game is going to come alive because they're trying to put a roof over you. It's, it's similar to what we do um, as a defense. And so we, we've been preparing against that type of defense for, you know, all of training camp. And that was the, that was the, the, the chemistry for that game was, hey, if we're going to have success, it's going to be in the run game. We ran for 200, 250 yards. Um, However, it just turned into a track meet because their guy also popped off and seemed like their plan was get it to Tyreek and Waddle. And, you know, those guys, you know, they outdid us that day. They were one possession, possession better than us on Sunday. And then you mentioned Tyreek Hill just there and then prior. What in the world is it like for somebody like yourself who is quite fast, quite elusive, quite explosive, who can score from any point on the field? That is something you can do and you have done. What is it like for someone like yourself to watch what he does in person? Awesome. It, like I have much respect for that because it is very rare. Um, and I think, I think we all know that, that Tyreek Hill is a very rare um, breed. He is one of one. And there's a reason he's compensated the way he is because it's, you, it's, there's not a lot of Tyreek Hill type of people like around, you know, you could kind of compare and do these comparisons, but it doesn't come close it does not come close. This man is takes explosive to a new level. His, his explosiveness is in a in a realm of its own, and you know you can try to double team him. That's great. He's just so fast, and guess what? He's also very decisive with his cuts. He's gonna beat one, and then he's gonna get open on the second guy. And you're not you don't have enough people to guard him. So you got to hope you can maintain him. And we weren't able to on Sunday, and we saw what happened. Um, you know, last year we were able to later in the season. And so we put the cuffs on him last year, but this is obviously a new year mm -hmm. and uh, we're hoping to get another shot at him here uh, late in the playoffs. Is this so. a, again, this year, seventh season, in the NFL, is he the fastest guy you've seen in person? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been watching him, you know, since right. I've been in the NFL cause he played for the chiefs. Right. So we, right. we had to play him twice a year, him and Kelsey flipping gosh, like <laughs> when we play the chiefs, that is all oh, the chiefs game. I'm just like, we like, it's like a, it's like a rival. Yeah, like yeah, it was a division round, but us and us and the Chiefs, man, those those some right. great battles that we've had. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's definitely one of the most impressive football players that I've seen. Well, I couldn't help but notice Austin Eckler when I mentioned your ability to score from anywhere on the field and your speed and your elusiveness and your value, and you referred to Tyreek Hill and you mentioned the word compensated. That's why he's compensated that way. Was that purposeful to use that word? Austin? Um, it wasn't national actually. Oh, okay. Um, so it just I, slipped I out. I just used it. I used it in a general sense. Okay. You know, if you want to, if you want to talk, I know where you're getting at. Here's the thing: if you are an impact player on your team, yes, or can be an impact player on any team, then first of all, I think you should have a fair shot to get an open market um, contract and not be subject to right a franchise tag lock you in for one year you don't get to negotiate anything maybe it's a good deal for you maybe it's not regardless you don't get to negotiate it. here it is and you get all the risk sure it's guaranteed but you you have all the risk you don't have anything after that if you go out there and tear your achilles um and you don't have any years after that then well and then on the flip side if you do amazing and you set records and have a record-breaking year they can franchise you again so that in itself is that what i don't agree with but if you are able to contribute at a high level and sustain that then i feel like you should be compensated for that and not generalized as your position in a, in the generalness of your position. Like, Oh, you play running back. And so this is generally what running backs do, but it's like, but it's like saying Tyreek Hill is just a receiver. And so 
he doesn't make he's just a receiver and I was like no he yes he's a receiver but the impact that he makes when he's on the game on the field is winning and losing it's a difference between winning and losing in some of these games yes and that there's more value that should be put on that well I'm not trying to stir anything up um although I just did, did ask that question but <laughs> but I'll I'll be honest with you I was watching this game and I'm not just watching it because I thought it was one of the most fascinating matchups of the game I'll be straight up. I've got you on not one, but two fantasy leagues. So, um, cause I'm smart and I know yes. football. Okay. But, uh, I- I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and I'm watching you run and I'm watching you perform. And I know when you're doing it, you're in the game, you are focused, you are a professional, you are doing what you need to do to help your team win. I totally understand it. But I'm sitting there from the couch, watching your numbers go up and the phone in my hand. I'm thinking, Oh, isn't it interesting how much he's being utilized and how important he is to whether the Chargers win or lose today? That's what I'm thinking. Do you think that when you get the stat sheet at the end of the day, Austin? Uh, you know, it's it's something that is there, yes. Like, I feel like I am a pivotal role mm-hmm. in the Chargers offense. And I feel like I have been that for the past, especially two years, um, and it's the same mindset that it is this year. It's like, that is my role. My role is Austin. You are one of the most consistent guys on the field. And we need you to be that because that's what you built yourself up to be. Mm-hmm. And that's how we rely on you in this offense. Like we need you to catch. If we don't have our receivers, cause Keenan and Mike are out, you're catching 107 balls. And that's what I did last year. And guess what? We still made it to the playoffs this year. If we got all of our receivers healthy, Austin, we need you to run the dang ball. Guess what? I'm showing up to the plate and I'm running the ball. And guess what? I'm going to be efficient in either role that they need me to be in because I am I can do it. I can do it, and that's how I apply myself, and I make sure that I'm ready for whatever role that is that week that they need me to play. And it's going to be at a high level, and it's going to be consistent because that's who I am as a person. That's what I do. I do things at a high level, and I really apply myself, not just, oh, I do it 100%, but no, I am tapped into like my survival instincts to make sure this thing works. And that's how I've gotten from number three, six string on the depth chart to now I'm starting for your team and not only starting for your team, but you expect me to be one of your biggest playmakers on your team. And what has brought me to this still lives within me, still keeps me at this level of play that I can sustain. And um, so for me, yeah, it's a great thing if you have me on your fantasy team. But yeah, I definitely expect myself to to be able to, you know, step up to any role. And I do see that, yeah, I do contribute. And if I'm not contributing, I'm trying to figure out what the heck went wrong and I need to get it fixed because the role that I have right now is be the contributor and, hey, the team needs to lean on me and I want them to lean on me because I can take on that role. Austin Eckler here, courtesy of FedEx, FedEx Aaron Ground NFL Player of the Week Awards. Um, you have the floor, sir. What what should people do? Point and click, yeah. obviously. So but what we're are we talking here? about? We're we talking got? about running the ball. We're talking about catching the ball. We are. Um, so even in my journey in life, uh, I've been in a situation where I've wanted to continue to give opportunities to others outside of just my football realm because I think. Football is a big part of my life and has built a lot of character for myself, but there's other opportunities out there um, that can do the same. And that's why I'm so excited to partner with FedEx. And not only because, you know, I'm nominated for the FedEx ground player of the week. Um, <laughs> there, <laughs> is should, so, there is an eye so in Austin. There is an eye in Austin. There is an eye in Austin. It's okay. I get there it. Is. Yeah, there is. But yeah. uh, and by the way, you should vote for me at NFL dot com forward slash FedEx. Yep, right. um, okay. And basically here's what's going on. So FedEx is also, you know, a company that an organization that cares about community as well. So mm-hmm. that's why we've teamed up and they are donating a hundred thousand dollars to HBCUs in the form of, of scholarships. And so I am partnered with them uh, to continue to help promote this this journey that we're going on. And then also the way they give away these these scholarships is by nominating air uh, ground player or air players of the week and ground players of the week, quarterbacks and running backs. And then we get to choose which HBCU we'd like to donate that to so that's why i need your help to go and vote for me and to continue to make a difference and continue to make this world one one better uh place for the next person you the man austin eckler i gotta let you run otherwise they're gonna stuff me in a box and throw an air bill on me okay so you got more to <laughs> talk good. about i always enjoy our chats you are pure sir not just on Thank the field you. but in the way you talk and the way you conduct yourself i always appreciate you taking the time let's do it again likewise i'll see you soon all right fun stuff with Austin Eckler right there. I love Man, him. You want to talk about saying it with your chest, Rich? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I kind doing. of did. He's always honest when he comes on, and I kind of, that's what I was thinking. Um, That's what I was thinking when he was running nonstop. He and, you know, 
Josh Kelly had 16 carries apiece. And they ran it because that's what the defense was giving him. They ran it well, over well, 200 that's yards. Why, but that's why you need Austin Eckler. Yeah. That's why they, I guess they kept him by giving him a little something. You know, and it's a great question. Um, TJ, I just wish you weren't being so disrespectful right now. Well, I mean, why would you say that? Because you're wearing shades indoors right oh, now. That's why. You want a hat, TJ? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully down, you know. I can't talk to you. With what prime Because has. he's being disrespectful? Yeah. Yep. Understood. I mean, they look good, though. Jets should come off the plane in week five wearing Gilligan hats. And <laughs> oh. Colorado Buffalo students should show up to the game Saturday night in hats and shades. That's the way it should go. The state of Colorado. Lots of spite in that beautiful state. <laughs> you know? Well, if that's the case, then LD should show up at the game. That's right. A spite store. Open up a spite <laughs> store. <laughs> Lots going on in Colorado. Where, you know, Dion's doing his stuff and Congress people are vaping during shows and stuff like that. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. All right. Let's take a break here <laughs> on the program. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Baseball news. Baseball, Baseball news from uh, Chris Brockman's house. Nice. Whoa. I don't mean his actual house. I was like, what do we do? I might have a new job. I don't know. All right. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) Back here on our Roku channel feed, everybody. Boy, I'll tell you what. Starbucks makes a great particular uh, drink that can help your throat. Yeah. Pumpkin spice? No, it's called a highball, which doesn't sound like something that... uh, That's a drink. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a drink. Sounds like a yeah, like a, yeah. an adult beverage. Yeah. Sounds like something they were drinking in the eighties. Sounds like something, <laughs> right? It sounds like something, <laughs> something that James Bond would order, awesome. right? Or Del Tufo at Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> I mean, I actually went there when it reopened in the eighties. Did you really? It was the second club I was in in my life, Rich. Studio Fifty Four. When it reopened, right before it closed. What was the first club you were in? The Fun House. Why would you have trouble remembering that if you if you were so specific which, as to which club? The early 80s for me are a little bit of a daze. Okay, there you go. Too many highballs, Rich. Come on. The highball. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Madonna Del Tufo. used to sing at the fun house at like 12 o'clock because she was dating. Madonna? Yeah, she would come in and sing because the DJ, Jelly Bean Benitez, was dating her. Oh, yeah, Jelly Bean. So he would put her on stage yes. to sing. That's how she started. I don't, I don't want to tell you how to do your business. Know, That's what I'm about to say. Isn't your microphone too yeah, far I mean, away I, from I you? Like, you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the audio executive hearing yourself. Watch, Rich. Watch. You hear that? If I put it back there, you Because you're heavy. What is it? He's heavy fingered? He's got a, he is a really heavy fingered person. <laughs> That's why Honestly. iPhones are great. See, but, but, or you could just turn your microphone off, right? But that's why I put it over. I put it here. Okay, we're good. I don't want your process is your process. Yeah. Don't tell him how to do his job. That's it's it. very upset. I don't mean to do that's that. It. Yeah. It's, my very, it's, it's my bad, as they say. Very good. All right, we're almost back on our uh, radio feed, and then we'll talk about this breaking baseball news, everybody. I don't know what's going on over there. Wait, baseball's still going on? Yeah, it is. Oh. Nah, we yeah, don't even sorry. know. What's that? Wait, wait. Oh, that no, no, I'm, I'm following you again. It's been a lot of fun lately. Back on the Rich Eisen Show. Here we are. All right, Christopher, what is, what's going on in your neck of the woods? What's going on? So my time at Rich Eisen Show is coming to an end. Why is that? Uh-oh. Well, I'm going to be the new Red Sox chief baseball officer. Okay. Oh, wow. Is that what they call chief? it there? That's chief? what, yeah. That's, CBO? That's his like, official title. Chief baseball but not, officer. But no, no. Chief Brockman officer? He's out. Hi, Bloom. See you later, man. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. Guy's been terrible. Last place, three of his four years. By the way, it could be four out of the five. Great. Could be four to five. Yankees just awesome. got out of the basement. They swept the uh, Red Sox the other day. Well, we We're got a back. double dip today. I know another double dip. Yeah, because uh, yesterday was rained out. Yes, indeed. But I haven't paid attention. Anyway, uh, he is uh, the, the team announced they've parted ways with Chief Baseball Officer Heim Bloom. Yes. Uh, John Henry made the decision along with Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy. Uh, let's see. Here's the quote here. While parting ways is not taking lightly, today's signals Such sweet a new direction for our club. What is that? There's only one way to There's go. Only direction. Way. We're, we're in the bottom. So we're just <laughs> looking up. up. So we can only go upward oh, here. Right. Way is up. Uh, a new direction. I mean, I, I would argue the direction to go down was made when you let Mookie walk out the door, Mr. Henry. Oh, unbelievable. I still can't believe that. I know. That he sucks. Oh, no. sorry. Mookie's actually the opposite of that. Not Mookie, no. Mr. Henry. Um, 
Our organization has significant expectations on the field. True, most World Series uh, this century. Uh, well, Ham's efforts in revitalizing our baseball infrastructure have helped set the stage for the future. Uh, not true. We will begin a new search for new leadership. So I'll see you guys later. And, of course, Jimmy Traina of Sports Illustrated is, like, jealous yeah. that, you're, that your, your ownership takes stock of moves made by the general <laughs> manager and, uh, and, and takes action. Yeah. Nah, 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 Meanwhile, man. the Yankees, I, I, I got to tell you, all these young kids that have come up and they're killing it right now, they're probably saving Cashman's gig. Should or I pick the, up King today? I don't know. He had nine Ks his last outing. I don't know, pal. Baseball playoffs, I need I need moves. Oh, you do? Yeah, Cooper and I are in our baseball yeah, playoff right now. We won moves. 16 straight weeks, and we're in trouble. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. First thing Coop said to me when he woke up this morning. <laughs> we're in trouble? He's dad, we're down. We had it with dad, we're down 90. <laughs> down 90 points with four days left in our baseball season, potentially. Fantasy. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, there's the losing the last few years. It's just been unacceptable. Some Maybe. of the moves in the pitching staff. You, and want, you want Mike Trout? But the, sure, I mean. You yeah, want Mike Trout? Of course. We can introduce him to winning. But I don't uh, know. <laughs> says the guy who's like last place three out of four years. Well, four World Series. It doesn't matter. It's what have you done for me lately. It's 2004. So. We haven't done anything lately either. Yeah, I mean, our team okay. stink. <laughs> our team's, right, well, meanwhile, the, uh, the Atlanta Braves, no surprise. Oh. First in. Wow, As a division winner, they just lapped the field Ridiculous. in the National League East. Ridiculous. Can we? I'd like to start. Matt a Olson. My Please. gosh. I mean, how about that? Out. How about this? Matt Olson. Does he have fifty-one home runs now? Fifty-one. Okay. Yeah, it ties the team record. Fifty-one home runs, and he's not the leading MVP candidate on the team. That's why. How about? He's having that. A, I mean, I know because I have him in fantasy, but he has been an unbelievable this year. Which one, Acuna or oh, Madison? Okay, 51 yes. home runs. He's hitting over 280, almost 130 RBI, 1,000 OPS, not going to win MVP this year. Every other and year in way, Major League history, right. he would be MVP. No question. But it's because his teammate yes. has 35 bombs, 65 steals, is hitting 330. Unbelievable. And Scherzer out for the year. The Texas Rangers made that big move. And, and, they have been and on Scherzer's it. hurt. So, can they? Is there enough time before the end of the season for them to acquire another Mets ace who's not going to be able to pitch for them? <laughs> I take. I mean, is there one I more? I would take offense to that if I care. I mean, if I there just, was. I, I mean, I, 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 where's the Clooney, Jeff? Uh, the Clooney drop. <laughs> you need one more. Yeah. Matt Harvey is Dwight Gooden available. I think we need one more. Yeah. All right, we'll get one. All right, so what we uh, <laughs> Craig Viola, Sid Fernandez, we sent over. Oh, Sid, oh, really? <laughs> I know someone that's friends with him. El Sid. No. Anybody? No, I'm an actual current Mets Hawaii. pitcher they can yeah, acquire who, yeah, who, no. will, who will not be able to physically perform for them in the playoffs. We we were done giving those guys up. Okay. Like I said, I even know baseball is still going on. So. Yeah, man. Sorry. It still is. It's too long of a season Actually, when your the, teams the not races good. are kind of awesome. No, they are <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, they they, they, yeah. they they are. But I was on Michael K's show yesterday. He had Michael me on K. to to give voice to the uh, Jet fan. Mm. As if they don't have enough from Staten Island actually calling in from Staten Island. <laughs> Did you say Jet fan as though there was Jet one? fans. Oh, fans. Okay. And um Plural. I said to him at the end I'm like, well, if the Yan- I'm like I'm not a fan graphs guy, but if the Yankees win every game from here on out, they have a shot, and he nearly hung up on me. <laughs> the voice of the Yankees nearly hung up on me. Yeah, we're seven. We're tied. We're seven and a half back of the wild card. With how many to play? Like 15, 16 to let's play. Let's see. One. Let's see. One four seventeen yeah. left. There you go. So seventeen. I mean, seventeen and zero, man. Seventeen and zero, man. Meanwhile, the NL wild card is amazing. Cincinnati, Arizona, tied. Oh please, Cincinnati San Francisco and it. Miami, a half game back. I'm, I I I did say this to Coop the other day, Ellie De La Cruz, let's get him in a playoff game. He's slumping hard right I now. I know it. I One know for it. nineteen. I know it. But that's that's the stuff. Drop of, down to eighth in the lineup. As uh, as uh, John Sterling would say, that's baseball, Susan. Yeah. So I, have him, I mean, that's I baseball. That. You know, but get get him in a playoff game. Let's it'd go. It'd be amazing. Let's go. So, uh, that's our baseball talk. <laughs> Mike in North Carolina will take your call, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Michael? Hey, Rich. How you doing? I'm good. What's on your mind? Uh, I called you doing the win-loss with the Giants. But yeah. 
Let me Before see. I get that real quick, yeah. I just want to say I did bucket list about two years ago and got to see the Cubs play at Wrigley Field. Best day I ever had in my life. All right. Um, but I'd still nobody picked the Giants to win. Probably no one except for me and Al. <laughs> well, you and, had them. Um, yeah, you both had them eleven that. and six, Mike. Yeah, I don't really consider that the worst loss, even though number wise it was. I feel like Joe Burrow's losing to Cleveland yeah. and Kirk Cousins mm. losing to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, we're actually worse. And maybe Micah Parsons should be a head coach for saying taking Daniel Jones out of the game was the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Well, Mike, I, I got to push back on you here. Um, and thanks for the call. I greatly appreciate it. I got to push back here. The Giants, if I had to choose, and now I am. That's the worst week one loss. Hands down. You cannot lose division games at home. It's that simple. If you have designs to follow up on your breakout season for your coach of the year winner, and you're opening up at home against the Dallas Cowboys, this is where you put your calling card on the table and say, all y'all that thought last year was an outlier, nah. And instead, in front of the whole country, in front of the whole country, that is as eager for football as you can possibly be after months of not seeing it, ready to sit down on a Sunday night and chew into a terrific rivalry in the NFC East, have people basically click off middle of the second quarter. Because you got, you got the sense. You got the sense of everything. And then on top of it, I mean, is Darren Waller hurt again or what? I mean, what's going on? You're hearing that his, his hamstring, he, he didn't practice Wednesday. Right. What, and what are you, resting him already in week one? maintenance day? And whatever, yeah. man. Like, Darren Waller's supposed to be the difference maker, that you got Saquon paid and supposedly, you know, eager to stick around. And Daniel Jones is coming out of the box, and you got all these track meet guys at receiver. And it's year two of Thibodeau and, you know, crazy – Wink Martindale, you know, is blitzing Dak and you don't score a point? You get shut out at home 40 to nothing? I mean, yeah, the Bengals losing, that stunk. It was jarring to see, certainly after you've paid Burrow. But that's on the road. Yeah, it was on top of the elf. I mean, so you can't win them all in division. I mean, it's very rare to do that. And he mentioned, what, Kirk Cousins losing at home to, to the Bucs? I mean, that's a that's a conference game. And, and again, the Steelers getting smoked at home is right there with the Giants' loss. But again, that's an out-of-conference loss. That is way low on the totem pole. And for the Steelers, I mean, to lose Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson, they're talking about IRing Deontay Johnson, and they're talking about Surgery for Cam Hayward, that is a bad loss. But if I had to vote for the worst loss of week one, I mean, if there's such a thing, and Mike from North Carolina just put it out there, name me one worse than losing a division game at home in front of the whole country. 40 to nothing. Only the sixth opening such loss of the Super Bowl era where you score zero and your opponent scores a four and a zero at mm. least. Mm-hmm. Any any other takers on this? You think of any other? I mean, obviously the Chargers losing in the manner in which they did was tough to swallow, and it is a conference loss, but still. Yeah, but still, you have to you be know. you have to be encouraged if you're yeah. if you're the Chargers. The with run the game offense, worked. The and, run game yeah. was great. Maybe you know your red zone kind of at the end there. You you could have had a touchdown and still field goal. When you're saying red zone, you're talking about Scott Hansen or. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about as a oh. Justin Herbert fantasy oh, my bad. owner. Sorry, yeah, uh, I've got him too. You know, so. You're not getting another one he on did the push, goal line He there. did push one in. He did shove one in. Yeah. So, um, Green, the Chicago. Yeah, but that th- was they, a had rough unre- one. they had unrealistic expectations. Dude, you can't. You Bears just, fans had unrealistic expectations heading into this season. Say that. I'm talking about the team, not the fans. I'm talking about the team, and they're and that for them to come in. They're probably sky high coming off of their 
preseason and in training camp. Everybody has got hope in that locker room, and I'm sure they still do, and it's just one game, blah, blah, blah. But for them to go out against Green Bay, Rodgers is gone. You lose, if I'm applying the same thing to the Giants, you lose a, a division game at home. That's not good. Certainly when it's your opportunity to put your card on the table saying, okay, Rodgers is in New York now, New Jersey. And it's our time. It's our time. We just saw the Lions do what they I mean, did. It's our time. They were the number one pick in the draft no, I know. the year before. I get it. So. I get it. But we've seen worse to the playoff the year before with Jacksonville. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to sit here and like you could say that the Bears fans are pie in the sky or whatever. I'm talking about in the standings, in the locker room, ability to recover quickly so you're not 0-2. That was a rough one. But I, I'd nominate the Giants. Our number two, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Elves. I'm sorry, Browns. <laughs> and Salty Tua, baby, coming back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Of the Cleveland Elves. Sorry. That was a, the funniest soundbite I've heard in a while. Cleveland Elves. We lost to a bunch of elves. <laughs> called them elves. We lost uh, to elves. Excuse me. I think you're missing the F bomb in front of the elves. Well, I didn't want to say it on no, the no. Roku channel. We're Roku only, right? No, no, no. Still, I, I, we're still, we're still classy. I get it. I'm not wearing. I mean, a ta- I'm not wearing a tank okay. top. So, Boy, just look at you, man. Don't take shots at Pat. He's, he's taking shots at everybody. You are. I'm not taking shots. I'm pointing out that someone in our time slot wears a tank top. I know that. Okay. What if I came on the air that way? It would be uh-huh. the funniest thing of all time. Uh, I might. <clears throat> well, then you'd be bad. people would accuse you of biting the style. Yeah, you're, so, yes. so you got to do something like that, but different. Brockman should do it. Just put you in the white tee. I don't want to wear a tank top. Just put you in the, gets on me for wearing button in my top yeah. button. Just put you in a crisp white tee. Yeah, I don't have the I don't have the guns like uh, like Pat. I just don't. So, <laughs> what I wonder how we, many of these does he have? I'd love to ask him. Oh. That. He's got. Is it like a like you know my closet? I got sweaters all over the right. place. This, by the way, it's my first sweater day of the of the. I did yeah. notice. I didn't want to yeah. say anything. Yeah. And that's your yeah. thing. The sweater. That, that's your sweater. Wanna... You're the sweater guy. It's Richard. not a zip. It's, uh, yeah. I changed it. It's like a crew. You yep. know, all around crew. the country, kids will be going as you for Halloween this year. No, they're not. Quarter zips. There's zero. <laughs> Zero point zero children are doing that. Zero and hold point zero. Well, by the way, if you're out there, if you're out there and can get a crew to go as us for Halloween, please send us a photo. (laughs) Salty too on the other side. (laughs) 